The Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast is proudly sponsored by New Vision. My team, Kanda, power. I love the power. power, power. I love the power. power, power. G'day everyone and welcome to I the Big Footy power. Port Adelaide podcast, live on Port Fan Radio. As usual, I'm your host, Macca19, and joining us is Feasting Rick. How are you, mate? Oh, I'm feasted. <laughs> You're feasted. Oh, man. Had a donut, a bit of chocolate, oh. a bit more chocolate, a little bit of bread. All the good carved stuff. Up, carved up for tonight's show. Not eating at this point in time, just drinking my coffee. Good. That's good. <sighs> Lovely. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's, let's go start off by talking about the big news this week. Still, Sidebottom uh, had a bit of a party, it sounds like, and uh, was wandering around Melbourne half-naked and had no idea where he was, mate, and uh, has been suspended for four weeks. Haven't, uh, haven't we all been the victim of drinking a little bit too much scotch, though? I can't I can't drink the stuff. I've, had, I've actually literally had... I didn't walk out the street naked, but mm. I've drunk scotch, and I actually haven't had that much of it. And uh, I can't remember what's I've had, what I've done either. So he's not alone. It but can happen. He is a he is a professional footballer. Yes, and there are rules in place that they have to follow at the moment, which uh, he clearly didn't do. So, well, surely the vice captain of the club would be setting a better standard than that anyway. Like getting sloshed during the season. I mean, Macca, we've been doing this show for seven years, and I remember um, you know. We spoke at the beginning about, you know, Broadbent and that photo of him smoking and, yeah. um, you know, and, you know, I was quite adamant with my views that I just don't think it's an acceptable look for an, a professional athlete that's been paid a lot of money to be a fit person and a role model. And I just don't get how, you know, these guys can do this stuff during the, the season. And I, I know the counter-argument is they're human and they've got to release and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, this guy's probably on seven eight $800,000 a year to be yeah. a fit athlete at his peak throughout his playing uh, performance during the year. And how can you be if you're getting sloshed on a Tuesday night? You know, it's going to yeah. affect your performance it's, for a couple of days. Bit, sure. uh, yeah. Let alone COVID. It's a bit unusual. It's a bit unusual in, uh, you know, for him to do that. You know, such a squeaky clean sort of character as well. So, Let's get straight into it and talk about the game this week. Port played Brisbane at the Gabba this Saturday night in what on paper is looking like the match of the season to date. Port are undefeated on top of the ladder, whilst Brisbane sit in third with a 3-1 record. Uh, this will be the 38th meeting between the two teams. Port currently lead 18-17, and of course there was two draws early in the piece as well. Uh, we're on a two-game losing streak after they beat us twice last year. Last time we met was the Cam Sutcliffe Bowl in round 17 last year, where we threatened to beat up Lockie Neal and ended up getting well beaten up ourselves. Uh, seven goals down in the first quarter, the match was over there and then. Let's hope we don't see a repeat of that. And that was the you... most one of the most pathetic games I've been to. That was awful. <laughs> I actually left terrible. halfway through the second quarter. I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. That was uh, that was shocking. I think we were what five goals down, mm. like five minutes into the game or something silly. It was so. it was the tail of the tape for Port Adelaide the last couple of years, isn't it? Where yeah, you knew within the first couple of minutes which Port Adelaide was going to come out, and yeah. we just had the rabble Port Adelaide come out that game. 
Whereas and whereas the first game of the season, we should have won. We should have. We should have. We were what ten points up with a few minutes to go and uh, and bottled it, unfortunately. But um, yeah. have you seen Port Brisbane matches over our history, mate? We've had a, a pretty great rivalry with them, and outside of the Crows, is probably our big our next biggest rivalry with a footy club. I would have thought so. I mean, you know, the early two thousands, we were right up there, and we were competitive with the. Uh, the infamous uh, Brisbane three-peat side, really. It was just, you know, we were our own worst enemies in the uh, in the final series that didn't really probably give the rivalry between the two clubs the maximum opportunity. You know, and then we sort of struggled and both bottomed out sort of at the end of our eras at the same time. And, yeah, but we've always had competitive games ever since that Stewie Jew infamous draw that you, you yes. sort of mentioned. Um, you know, but well, I I think you know Brisbane's been a a great club since we've been in the competition, and look, I like it. And you know, it's not a it's obviously not Collingwood v Richmond, but it's it's uh, it's pretty close for me. I I like it. I love it. It's yeah. uh, it's an entertaining game for me. It feels like our clubs have been in sync a little bit over the journey. Like we were sort of down, and then we we both rose it similar times and we had a bit of a down patch at the same time and now this year it looks like we're both on the rise again uh, and hopefully uh, we'll both be playing finals football oh, I think we will be Brisbane's looking pretty good they obviously had a bit of a blip year last year compared to the year before mm-hmm. um, no last but, year they uh, finished second mate did they? I thought yeah. they had a blip year no didn't they? no no blip year yeah, mate. No, but they bombed out in finals, right? They Straight did sense. bomb out in finals, that's correct. Yeah, well, that's what I'm sort of referring to, the sort of blip year. They sort of had a bit of a golden run coming into finals and then uh, blipped out, you know, did a poor They, they, they finished second. They finished equal top. They, they were second on percentage. And uh, yeah. so they went out in straight sets. I think they played Geelong and uh, I can't remember who else they played, but uh, Richmond is who they played. They had a pretty soft draw, right? They, they weren't... It, they weren't really a convincing team come finals, hey. But at least they made finals, unlike us. So, That's right. um, but you know what? I'm I'm excited. I think uh, I think this is going to be a great game, and uh, I'm looking forward to it immensely. And it's a shame mm. it's not on Thursday night. It is a shame, but then we wouldn't be here, would we? So, wouldn't have we been here yesterday? Maybe, maybe, <laughs> most likely, most likely. <laughs> Look, I had I don't know what my expectations were of Brisbane coming into this year. I don't know if I thought they'd sort of... One half of me figures, oh, they'll probably be sort of top four again, but then there's another part of me that which goes, well, maybe they might do a Melbourne and have a bit of a blip, as you said, and, uh, and drop off a little bit with a tougher draw. But look, as we know, we don't really know what the draw is anymore, so who knows who they're going to play and where they're going to play is, them. Is the hub maybe benefiting them? Well... I think, of course, at the moment because they're at home. So yeah, so we'll maybe see we're how they go really when they're spending four or five weeks on the road. Yeah, yeah. There's no. I don't think we've got a real indication yet. Um, you know, because yeah, I mean, unlike us, where we've just got a deplorable Adelaide Oval record of current time, but mm. you know, it is a bit of an advantage for them, especially with the weather as well. So uh, yeah, let's let's hold fort where they are until uh, until we see them on the road to WA or New South Wales or wherever they're going. But, yeah. uh, but hey, for now, it's going to be a great game, a game I'm pretty confident about. What about yourself? 
I'm feeling okay. Uh, Interstater has said on Spreaker Chat, from a selfish point of view, it's great we don't play Thursday or Friday nights, then we don't get all the shitty Channel 7 ads on KO. I, didn't, I thought KO was ad-free. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't have yeah. KO, so I don't know, but um, maybe not. Ryan has said, reminds me I need to get in touch with Rick to do my tax. Um, yes. yes. We are being COVID-friendly this year, or trying to be, so... We are doing um, we're doing a lot of tax tax offering tax returns over the phone, Zoom, email. Uh, we will honour you know some face to face if people carry a pigeon, yes, mail, all of the above. Um, but we will honour some face to face if someone really insists. It will just through be through a, a glass panelled wall and with a uh, with a sliding box. To and fro, but I mean, it's just who knows. It's just it's just too risky in a way, isn't it? I mean, I I, I, look, I spoke about it with my team, and it's like, you know, I mean, tax season's one of our obviously peak periods, and to think if you you had COVID and it in say the second week of July and uh, it shut down your business for three weeks, yeah, you know, it's diabolically bad, you know. So, but, I mean, what are the odds? Probably pretty slim for us at the moment, I'd imagine. Yeah. Uh, Ryan has also said, can we just do it now through Spreaker, Rick? Uh, if you just want sure. to set through your earnings. Um... How, much did, how much did you earn and how much tax did you pay this year, mate? Done. <laughs> and what's your, what's your address? And Macca wants to know your bank details. That's it. <laughs> All good. Let's get back to business and uh, let's talk about some stats that matter. Um, Port and Brisbane both play kind of similar footy. We both like to keep it inside our forward zone. Uh, as much as possible, we're both uh, pretty good around the packs as well. We're number one, Brisbane's number two in inside 50 differential. Uh, Brisbane's number one, Port's number two in contested possession. Uh, intercepts, Port's first, Brisbane's second. And tackles inside 50, Port's first, Brisbane's second. So we're leading the AFL in a lot of car- uh, categories there. Yep, sounds about right. Mm-hmm. I was surprised. We were number one until last week with the contested possession, weren't we? We were, then West Coast um, had a good game against sort of, us in that regard. Yeah, so. sort of took a bit off us, didn't they? But Yeah, yeah look. look I mean, and who was leading the inside 50 time, them or us? Well, we're first and second, so there's not a lot yeah, of difference. Either or. Yeah. yeah, I mean, look, it's it's just going to be a cracker of a game. Like, And at least there'll be a bit of a crowd there, which will do it a bit of justice too. What are they? They're up to about, about 6,000 tolerance now, aren't they? Oh, possibly, yep. Yeah, Should so be. at least there'll be a bit of live atmosphere to, to do the game a bit of justice as well. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I guess it really comes down to the players that matter, I'd imagine, Macca. I think so. Um, look, we've gone in unchanged so far. The thing that's uh, keeping me on my toes is Camp Sutcliffe is an emergency. Get we out could, of here. We could, the terrorists could be back. Get out of here. No, freaking surely we've learned... <laughs> Surely we have learned. <laughs> Look, I'm all for him coming in as a late inclusion for Travis Boat. Cam Sutcliffe oh, yeah. for Travis Boat. Make it happen. Nah. I, I, I'd be all for uh, Cam coming in for Scotty Lysett. I don't think we need a Ruckman at all this game. So <laughs> even with Stefan Martin coming back. So He's I think back in. Cam would... I think Cam would be... See, what we could do is like this, the uh, Trent Orman-Allen have... Have Cam fake it that he's actually going to go up for ruck, but then we just play two taggers unlocking Neil. Yeah, and let the and let their ruckman just tap the ball. 
wherever. Maybe. Maybe that might work. Look, it's that ruck duel is going to be crucial now because they've. It's really quite a pity that um, Martin's come back in because it means they're quite a tall side now. Uh, he'll obviously be lead ruck. Oscar McInerney will probably play up forward. He's done a decent job in the ruck as well. Uh, so Lysett's going to have his work cut out for him. Martin's obviously um, had some really big games against Port Adelaide in the past. Uh, McInerney kicked a few goals against us last year. Um, that forward line of McInerney, McStay and Hipwood now is um, it's looking pretty tall. Yeah, I mean, Hipwood's like a, a bit more of a developed marshal, right? Athletic, quick, roams around. Um, the other two are okay, but not great, really. Even though it's more, was more, it McStay? More that, about the, was it, more about was the it McStay? size for me. McStay heard us last year in Brisbane. Was it him? Uh, Hipwood kicked uh, six goals. I think McStay kicked two or three that day. Well, was who was the who was the like the spud that tore us apart last year? And up there was it Walker? Oh yeah, I remember he Triby. Took, he took like twenty-one marks or something stupid. So, <laughs> I remember but luckily Triby he's playing for North Melbourne now, and he's grown his hair back. So that's, uh, <laughs> that's something else for another day. But, but um, uh, look, but... The, the height for their forward line worries me. Hip, Hipwood's about two hundred and two centimeters. McInerney's about two hundred and seven. McStay's a bit more normal at one ninety-five. But you know, with a, a, a tall defensive group, which we know is kind of short on height. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of reach advantage there for for Brisbane. Well, I guess the key for us is really to slow their ball movement down, isn't it? Slow the yeah. ball movement down, which allows us to sort of have that team defence and we're okay. Uh, we allow them a run at the clearances and a lot of run and carry and spread. Well, I think that's where it becomes really problematic. Mm. Uh, James yeah, Murray's and- asked... Uh, is McStay more of a stay-at-home forward or lead-up? He's more. He's been playing more of a traditional sort of full-forward role for them at the moment with Hipwood doing the sort of lead-up work at this point. But he's not really a great kick for goal, is he? Which one? McStay. No, he's not. Look, he's not the best play going around. He's good for one or two goals a game. Um, I don't think he's going to be the, the difference between the two sides. Though not that I've said that, but um, yeah, look, they've got other stars that we need to worry about for sure before we get to next day. I mean, what they will be able to do, you'd hope from a Brisbane perspective, is bring the ball to ground. So yeah. then you got your likes of Charlie Cameron and Co. that can really take advantage of that. Yeah, I can see like they bring the ball to ground. You got Charlie Cameron there. You know, Lockie Neal reads the ball very well from down the ground, so he runs onto. You know, any balls that fall forward of the pack, um, you know, that's probably the danger uh, for us. But, uh, look, I'm quite confident, you know, our, I think our defence this year has shown they're the best cohesive unit in the AFL at this point in time. Yeah. And uh, I don't think they've really shown anything for us to be overly doubtful that they can't perform what they need to do. Just because people are tall doesn't mean uh, they're going to dominate. No, that's absolutely true. Look, they've got aerial threats in uh, other positions as well. We know that Charlie Cameron's an aerial threat. Lincoln McCarthy likes a hanger as well, and Cam Rayner can take a hanger too. So their whole forward line can take grabs. They've got great crumbing potential with Charlie Cameron, as we know. Uh, he's probably the best uh, forward in the game at the moment. Um, he took a great specky last week, didn't he? He did. 
Absolutely. Yeah, McCarthy yeah. the week before took a, a pretty neat specky as well. So it's going to be a, a tough game for our defenders for sure. I think... Um, Is Cameron going to floor Dan Houston again for the third time in his career? <laughs> Hope not. And uh, if he does, hopefully we bite back this time. Yeah, both times we've just really let it happen. Let him do it and rolled yeah. over. Like, yeah. God, I hope not. I hope we uh, actually. Well, I think we will because I saw. I didn't read the article, but I saw the headline about Port Adelaide being more unified and team focused this year. And you know, we sort of made comment that that's the observation that we've sort of seen from the team as well. So. Yeah. You'd think that uh, if anyone gets flawed, it will be every man in and represent. Yeah, absolutely. Would um, you? Are you the type of guy that would you you get into that sort of ruckus, or would you just make out you're involved and sort of hide out to the side backer? Oh look, I'd, I'd pretend I'm getting involved. To be honest, so you'd pick the little you'd pick the little guy and just. Uh, Make out you're pushing him around a little bit. Kind of, yeah. Or I'd run forward and hope that, um, you know, I get into to, uh, some space and win the ball and kick a goal, mate. <laughs> you, you want the cheap kick. The cheap I'd, hide, kick. I'd, hide, I'd hide behind the umpire. Mm. <laughs> Fair enough. Who goes to Charlie Cameron, mate? Good question. Um, man. I mean, it's kind of got to be DBJ, doesn't it? It's a tough. Look, he's a tough matchup. So, I don't know. I'd probably go Dan Houston to be honest. Okay. Just, uh, I mean, his speed might be a bit concerning. Yeah. Especially if we can turn Dan inside out. But um, I guess Dan's a little bit stronger overhead than DBJ. But I'm sure both of those will will probably have an opportunity. Yeah, I don't think we've got a natural matchup for him. No. Unfortunately, it's kind of a position which we've struggled in. In uh, in recent times, Jacob Surgeon, mate. Jacob Surgeon, bring back the surge. He yeah, the surge. We need the he, doctor. He'd shut him down. He would have shut him down, or he would have punched him. One of the two. Yeah, absolutely. Look, their yeah, midfield's no, uh, the midfield's pretty dangerous as well. Obviously, Stefan Martin's a very good ruckman. We've got Lockie Neal, who's probably the best midfielder in the game at the moment. Jared Lyons is a very good player. Huma Cluggage, even though he kicked uh, one goal. Five or one goal six, I think it was last week. Um, you know he's probably due for a big game. Jared Berry can uh, can play footy as well. So they've got um, a lot of damaging options through the midfield that can win the ball and deliver it forward. Can't argue with that. It's a bit of a no name midfield though, isn't it? Like outside of Lockie Deal, there. You know, it's uh... Uh, there's a lot of talent there. Yeah. I think uh, Lions is a very good player. McCluggage was in the old Australian squad last year. Uh, Berry holds his own. You've got Rich that can run through there. Robinson you know, has really turned his career around up, up at Brisbane. They've got uh, guys like Cam Ellis-Yolman and Stasevic on the bench that can do a job, can win their win some clearances. I don't know. It's, uh, I would hope that if we can get on top of Lockie Neal and make sure he doesn't go bananas... Get 50 um, possession. Yeah, then we should be... I would hope that our midfield would be doing a decent job of it. Because you look at ours, you know, Travis Boak, Tom Rockliffe, Ollie Wines, Carl Amon, Connor Rosie, Brad Ebert, Robbie Gray. Uh, you know, we've got a lot of very, very good options that can run through there as well. Yeah, I just feel like our midfield on paper is a little bit of a stronger midfield to Brisbane's. I mean, yeah. Brisbane's 
Brisbane had a, obviously a, a better year last year than what we did, but I don't know. I think on paper that we've got a better midfield outside of Lockie Neal. He's the best. He's the best midfielder out of between both midfields. So, For sure. but outside that, I think we've got a bit more depth. But that's just my call. Controversial call. Controversial, mate. The matchup of the day has to be Charlie Dixon versus Harris Andrews. The form, yes, key forward in the competition and the reigning All Australian key defender. Uh, that's going to be a ripper. What do you reckon? Charlie able to dominate this one? Oh, I don't think so. I don't think he'll dominate. Hopefully, if he can get three, I would regard that as a pretty handy performance. Yeah, right. Yeah. I don't know. I think Charlie's in fine form. I think three or four goals, yeah, is uh, one goal a quarter, thereabouts. I mean, again, it's going to depend on the midfield delivery, isn't it? If they slow us down... I think that's really the key to this game. Whichever team can slow the other team down the most is going to be the one that wins. Uh, we've been providing great run and carry this year, especially off the half-back line. They've been doing the same. So, yeah, whichever team defensively can work the best as a unit around the ground, stop the transition, slow that team down, which allows then you know slower ball movement to damaging forwards because we've both got tall forwards. Yeah. And some good small forwards. I think, yeah, the one that can keep it open the most is the winner. I don't see Charlie kicking a bag, but I think, um, look, the good thing is that their defence isn't exactly um, tall like ours is. So, uh, you know, it's quite possible that someone like Westhoff or Marshall might be able to take some grabs and, and kick three or four themselves as well. Uh, Darcy Gardner is probably the next best tall defender, but... Uh, he can often take the best small, so it wouldn't surprise me if he goes to someone like Robbie Gray. If he doesn't, and he does go to someone like Marshall, then I'd really hope that Robbie Gray has a bit of a day out himself this week, because he's due for one. He is due for one. He seems to be building slowly. I thought last week he was a bit better than the weeks before, but he's still down on his normal his normal output. But, uh, well, how does the Brisbane... The defence match up against our tall forwards of Dixon, excuse me, Marshall and Westhoff. Um, you know, do they? I mean, we're we're not two hundred and seven centimetres, but you know, we've got tall forwards too. So, uh, you know, can we stretch them? Well, that's what I just said. Like uh, Dixon and ha- and Andrews kind of uh, uh, cancel each other out, but Marshall's taller than what Gardner is, and Westhoff's much taller than what Grant Birchall is. So. Uh, we might have the uh, the advantage there with height in our forward line as well. Might be well, a battle of the tolls to a... up forward for both teams. Yeah. So, anyway, who knows? Time will tell. Time will tell. That's it. Um, right. Who's going to win? Port. How much? Four goals. Four goals. Okay. All right. Look, I'm... Oh, I don't know. I'm in two minds with this one. This is this is a big test for us. You know, a form team playing on their home ground. Um, team that beat Mate. us twice last year. We need to come back and beat Brisbane and make a bit of a point. We're undefeated and on top of the ladder with a monster percentage. Back us in there. I am. I'm going to say Port by 13 points. Nice. No team... What did I say on the news? No team started better in 100 years or something. So hmm. There you go. How can we not go undefeated all the way through to the end of the season and also win the grand final? It's just it. inevitable. Mm. And we've also got the leap year theory. 
the leap. Yes, the Olympics theory. I like that. Well, I saw the I saw it again today. Every team that's finished top after round one has gone on and won the the premiership in the leap years since two thousand or something. So yep. I like it. I like it. I think that's a good stat. As I said, like five six weeks ago, just give us the premiership now. I don't yeah, worry I about so. the season. Just just give us the cup. Yeah, take Hand it. it over. I'm happy to win a premiership with an asterisk against it. it doesn't bother Absolutely. me. Absolutely, asterisks are great. Yeah. Um, I'm all about the asterisks. Uh, right, big footy questions. Andre's asked, we've struggled under Ken with the elusive small forwards lacking good matchups. Who goes to Cameron? And we've got a, uh, a bit of an answer on the speaker chat from Ryan who says, uh, could you go a little left of centre and get Butters to play a straggling, a scragging defensive role on Cameron or am I out of my mind? Oh, I don't think it's a... I don't think it's a, a bad bit. idea. Cameron would, uh, would bully him around, I reckon. Well, I think he's got the dexterity to at least handle it. Um, but does he have the dexterity to be able to pay play close attention to him for the whole game? Mm. I think he might drift, try and gather ball and that sort of stuff. I don't know if he's got the pure defensive mindset. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I don't know. Charlie Cameron's a of a raging bull in terms of muscles like what about Brad Ebert I, th- I think yeah, they just put it on his head and he just shoved butters out of the way Brad Ebert Brad might Eber? be a I still reckon DBJ's the best maybe Hartlett I don't know Hartlett's not going to take any crap for him in, so that'd be a, yeah Hartlett's pretty rough that'd be where I'd because him. I mean Rain is what 6 foot 2 isn't he no, nah, he's not that tall. He's about isn't he? I thought he was. Nah. I thought he was like a bit of a tall sort of ag- agile utility sort of type. Yeah, he's about one eighty four or something. Okay, six one. So maybe Rain is like a good Houston matchup then. Yeah. Yes. Next question is from Interstater. How how have Brisbane turned around their performances against us? Well, well, they've just got a better team. <laughs> Well, last year, like we we really we dominated them in that first game, and we should have won. Mitch Robinson had. I wouldn't go as far as saying we dominated them. Yeah, Brisbane Brisbane still led for most of the game. We just found ourselves in front with a few minutes left, and then nah, that's all that matters. We were like nearly three goals up, Mm. but Mitch Robinson just went all psychotic at the end and really killed us. I thought. Yeah. I mean, you look at the players they brought in, and it's just a simple case of smart drafting and smart recruiting. Like, yeah, you know, over the years, like they they had a very bad team, and you know they got early draft picks because of it. You know, they got guys like Harris Andrews as a zone selection. Um, you know, they've traded in guys like Dane Beams. Obviously, he's gone again, but Alan Christensen's been pretty good for them. Mitch Robinson's mm-hmm. really turned his career around. Uh, Eric Hipwood was a was a gift. Uh, you know, guys like McCluggage and Berry have done really, really well for them. Bringing in Luke Hodge was a was an inspired pick. Uh, Charlie Cameron, obviously, he's the best. You know, they brought in probably the two best players in their position in the AFL in terms of Charlie Cameron and Lockie Neal in the last couple of years. Absolutely. Uh, so that certainly helps. Yeah, I was I was keen for us to go for Lockie Neal, but obviously we weren't in the running. Yeah. Look, McCarthy's been a good pickup for them. Jared Lyons as a free kick, you know, that's a no-brainer. So, yeah, they've, they've done pretty well. They've done pretty well to uh, get back on their feet and uh, play some pretty good footy because uh, for a long, long time they were pretty bloody ordinary. 
they were they were ranker than what we were, really. Yeah. As much as it was enjoyable to beat them by ninety points every match for about four years in a row, like that was never gonna <laughs> that wasn't gonna last, unfortunately. No. Mm. Uh, next question. Uh, do we attempt to shut down Cameron, Neil, and Hipwood, or do we focus on outscoring them? Look, I think it's going to... If I was a coach, I would be saying this is a game where we need to concentrate on our team defence. Yeah. I, I just I, I mean, it, I just think it has to be a team defence. Trying to lock, shut down one player and Lockie Neal... Hasn't worked for us, you know. Like you mentioned, last year was disgracefully, diabolically atrocious. Yeah. When we tried to, we should just try to punch him out if that's what we were trying to do, because you know we couldn't even do that properly. So, you know, you can't let him run around like a rabid dog. You got to hold him accountable. But I think, yeah, the whole team has to be accountable for the loose players and. And just see how you go. They're a good side, so it's yep. a real te- probably one of our biggest tests for the season Absolutely this year. It is. Yep. Look, I'm all out for, uh, for having a shootout. Bring it on. Twenty two yeah. goals to twenty. Make it happen. That'd be great. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, Glitch has asked, "Who do you see as our matchup for Hipwood?" Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I just wonder if we're going to do more of the. Tom Clurie or Tom Jonas whilst he's in the defensive 50 and then maybe let him run off Mm. out, you know, and not worry about him as much and then try and hold him accountable again as he comes back in, so to to speak. Because I think if we we play like a Jonas or a Clurie on him, you know, we could really pull our defensive structure out. Um, Yeah by him dragging them out away with his athleticism um, away from the defensive lines. I don't know, it could be wrong, but that's how I sort of see it. I saw that question. I thought it was a good question. Yeah. I think Cleary is probably the most natural matchup because I think McKenzie might go to um, McInerney, and I, I assume Jonas will go to McStay. I'm just wondering if we might do something a little bit left field and play Westhoff on Hipwood. Yeah, but I think that's robbing Peter to pay Paul. Mm. It's it's sort of giving that we're taking a, a strong advantage out of our forward fifty um, to be a negative, uh, probably an average negative stopper um, in defence. Yeah, well, I, I wouldn't do it myself. It's like saying just wanting to get Marshall to run around with him. Yeah. I don't know, it's going to be interesting. A lot of interesting matchups this week. Um, Zach Lee has said uh, he's been watching Ollie Wine's interactions pretty closely over the last couple of weeks, and he doesn't look like a guy who wants to leave at the end of the year. What are our thoughts on that? I think he just looks like a guy that's enjoying playing football after being injured and suspended. So, who knows? He uh, Just because he, he potentially wants to leave doesn't mean he hates the players. So Yeah. Yeah, he was uh, co-captain of the club, but I, don't know, I still have a suspicion that he'd be going. That'd be my guess. I still, f- yeah, I'm still leaning on him leaving at the end of the year. But um, as you said, he's still got two years to go on a contract, so we'll, uh, we'll have to wait and see on that. I don't know. Yeah. 
And the last one is from Sleazy. If you could ask Eddie Maguire one question live on air and be guaranteed a response, what would you ask? Man, here, I just, he's the most smug, egotistical asshole at this point in time in my football following life. I just, it just gives me the shits. And he's a, I, I don't watch what he classified, but I, I watched it last night just to see this reaction of from, uh, the steel side bottom crap. And honestly, it just makes me nauseating this perceived power that they seem to have over the AFL and all the garbage that goes with it. So mm. I'd probably ask him a question that he might react to, like, do you have a really small penis? And so that's why you have to overcompensate with your reaction in football. Fair enough. I'd ask him what his favourite fish and chip shop was. Has he been in the Sotos? No, no, not that I'm aware of. Yeah. No. I thought so. No, that's so no good. So. No. Right, around the grounds, mate, what other games are you looking forward to watching this weekend? Oh, all of them. All of them? All of them. I'm looking forward to all of them. Good, that's good. It's a good response. I think Collingwood-Essen will be a good game. I think uh, Geelong-Gold Coast will be interesting to see how Gold Coast play away Coast. from uh, Metricon Stadium. I've gone Gold Coast. What about yourself? Uh, I think I've gone the safe option with Geelong on that one. I reckon Gold Coast might have a bit of speed for Geelong. Yeah. Who'd you pick between Adelaide and Frio, mate? Frio. I've gone the Crows, just with Fife out. Frio aren't uh, looking all that good either. <laughs> you know, they're winless as well, so... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I've got a bad yeah. feeling about I, that one. I Frio. Did you... Double A had Russell Johnson on Where Are They Now Russell. tonight. Nice. The man. The man. Spoke, spoke like a leader still. He what said he gun. was getting his wooden spoon and painting it in crow's colours to hang out the front of his house. <laughs> I like it. What a gun. He was, a, he was the best. Well, remember when we, we did that, that review of some of the players and stuff and, and he was only like 192 centimetres? Yeah. Like, yeah. I think was it was it him? I'm not confusing him with Hines, am I? But yeah, I'm pretty sure he was 192. It was. Yeah, I think I was Hines was kind of similar. I think Johnson yeah. might have been 195-ish from memory. Yeah, wasn't yeah. as big as what I thought he was though. Anyway. No. no, especially when but, you consider someone like Patrick Cripps is taller than that. Now, and I'd really, I'd really love though to see the Crows go winless this year. Yeah, it won't happen. It won't happen. They'll win. They'll win games. They'll win this week. I reckon. Um, sorry to be a party such a people. sport. Such a sport, sport. Yeah, I know. A man of know. logic. Dougal Howard plays his 50th game tonight. Yeah, Thrilling. don't care. I've got no bet on that one, so I don't care. Sam Gray plays his 100th game. There you go. Yeah, I'm not a Sam Gray fan either. Mm. I didn't even know. I watched the Sydney game last week. Did he actually play? I didn't see him. No, he was dropped. Yeah, well, there you go. But he's back. He's back. Yeah. What about Brendan Archie? Did he hold his spot? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yes. Only because they. I gave some. I gave some other call. guys out. So. Gave did uh, did Schofield get dropped? Well, he got suspended. So. I got rubbed yeah. out, didn't he? Ah, oh, damn it! I wanted to see if he got dropped. Anyway, hopefully he's back. Would you uh, Would you draft Schofield? Well, no. He's like thirty three or something. Yeah, well, you know we want need a tall another tall defender just as a backup. 
I would prefer us to draft Jared Schofield rather than Will Schofield. <laughs> hey, is Taj, is Taj Schofield next year? This yes. draft? Yep, this draft, yep. How's, how's he looking? Uh, he's looking all right. He had a reasonably quietish game on the weekend. I think he only had the 15 touches in the under-18s, but we'll see how he goes as the year progresses. So he was touted as, like, a year and a half ago as maybe a potential number one pick or a top pick. But yeah. his stars sort of diminished a little bit, hasn't it? A little bit. He's been injured. Um, you know, he's quite a small player, so, yeah, he's, he hasn't really grown as much as what I thought he might have. But I think he's only about 178, I think, 175. Um, so, look, I think uh, he'll definitely get drafted. I think he'll definitely have a bit of an impact. He's a wonderful kick of the footy. Uh, he's a bit like a Zach Butters, really. So, yeah. We'll see well, how we'll, he goes. We'll take, him, we'll take him as father son, right? Absolutely. You would think so. Yeah. Mm. And then Tex is the year after? Uh, I think so, yeah. I'm not sure what his progression is like at the moment. but Because you'd find it hard to believe that a board member of Port Adelaide Football Club, their son that could play for Port Adelaide would go to Essendon shortly. Well, depends if he's good enough to get drafted at all at the moment, so... Really? I thought he was supposed to be pretty good. Uh, not he's sure. tanking. Oh, I don't know. He's tanking. I don't know. Anyway. I've, I've only seen I'm asking all the hard-hitting time. questions too early, I know. Yeah. We'll wait and see on that one. And I think that's it for this evening, buddy. Yes. I'm excited. I'll be watching the game. Should be good. Four goals. I'll be texting you throughout the night. Are you working? I'm working, yep. I'll I'll send you all the spoiler texts then. All right. Thanks, mate. (laughs) Too easy. Until next time. Adios. Go Russell.